Hello, and welcome to the Matter of Drag podcast, a bi-weekly real-play Dungeons & Dragons podcast recorded live in the same room with Rob, the Dungeon Master, Ben playing Bernard Weissmith, the half-elf warlock, Marty playing Lauren Snake-Eye Stonefist, a dwarven rogue, and Mario playing Raven, the human cleric, obviously. We'd love to hear from you. We're Dragcast on Twitter and Reddit, and our email is dragcast at rattleboxgames.com. And now let us see how our adventurers are faring and their travails in the tower. So, uh, we're gonna go to the next one now? <laughs> we sure? I guess. That's, that was not fun. <laughs> Let's, oh God! Whatever, right. you're still living. <laughs> he spared the dying. <laughs> Technically, I didn't. <laughs> okay, so uh, you go up, and I guess uh, Larner, are you leading the way? As usual. Okay, you. Uh, so you come to another door that has the same uh, characteristics and proportions as the uh, the front door, and you open it, and you walk in. Yes. Yes. Does everyone walk in or no? I also I also walk in. Okay. And then following. I'm going to look around for any scrolls. Okay. <laughs> um. So because apparently I perfect solving the last room <laughs> each time. <laughs> okay. When we start the new room. So you open another large dark wood door like the front door and entered the another room. Uh, this room is not round like the last few. Or to the extent that it is, it has been bisected by a wall that runs down its middle. There's a door set in the center of the wall, and it's made of one piece of metal. In front of it is a table with three levers on it. There are also three medallions on leather cords. And finally, there is a piece of paper. <laughs> by the way, it was going to be a scroll, but I figured I couldn't get you guys to open a scroll for lover money. <laughs> At this point, so uh, it's a piece of paper. What do you guys want to do? Cry? I'll go walk, walk up and read the note. I love it. Well, yeah, it worked out okay for you. You survived. <laughs> <laughs> so you've got no concern about the uh, the eventualities that could attend reading another note. You can read it out loud, I guess. There's no magical nonsense this time. It's what he said. If he says so. Mm-hmm. Okay, so according to me... And this paper, it says, to leave this room, you must complete one simple task. The three levers before you control three fire globes in the room behind the metal door. Each lever activates one globe. Manipulate the switches as you like. Then go through the door and hang the corresponding medallion below the correct globes, and you are free to go. If you are wrong, you must start over as will the switches and levers when their connections reset. So let's take a look at what the medallions look like. The medallions are labeled one, two, three, and actually the levers are wooden with a bronze cap, and each cap has a number, one, two, three. Is it in order, left to right? Sure. Okay. Levers and medallions, one, two, three, and... Then there are globe thing. There are globe things we can't see because it's on the other side of a wall. But there's a door in the the, the wall, metal and door. you can actually see from where you are that the door is teeny bit ajar. Okay, so so there's a door that isn't locked. 
that just leads to another part nice? of the room. You don't have to kill anyone to walk through this. I walk through that door. First you kill Larn. <laughs> just for good measure. <laughs> I deserved it. I really did. That's a totally separate personal matter. <sighs> All right. So basically you see the other half of the room. These rooms are both lit with torches, much like the last room was. In there, there are three pedestals. They're a lot like the ones that the magical fire was in uh, two floors ago, uh, but they're lower. They're sort of a table height, 30 inches off the ground, maybe. Each pillar has a perfectly clear uh, crystal sphere that you might just be able to hold in one hand. Uh, so they're fairly large. A Larn, you'd have to use two hands with your little dwarven hands. But they're big hands. Tremendous. Huge. <laughs> they're the biggest hands you've ever seen. You've got good hands. Okay. So there are three pillars with three such globes. There's nothing inside of them uh, currently. Uh, and on the pillar itself, just under the top on each one, there is a polished brass hook mounted on the side of the pillar facing the door that you came through. There's also a light wood door facing where you came in. Are there any numbers? No. Okay. Okay. Pull, pull one, two, three. Do the first one, lever, second lever, and then third lever. Whoever's over there. Can I hear him from the other side of the door? Yeah. Okay. Why don't you take these medallions first? Oh, no. I have to be here and watch, and then I feel like it's going to be weird. Just do that real quick. I'm going to keep an eye on these, and then Larn can come over with the medallions okay. and do the hanging thing. All right. All right. So I'm going to pull lever one. Okay. You pull lever one, or you attempt to. It won't move. What you hear is a... Oh, all right. First first clue. <laughs> try to pull a lever down. <laughs> um, okay. Okay. All right. I'll try to. Nope. Didn't work. Well, clearly. I got it. Come out of the room. Okay. Come out of the room. Okay. So now everyone's where? Raven's by the levers and the medallions. I am Bernard. looking into the other room. And I'm right by Raven. Okay. What do you do? I'm going to pull the first lever. The door seals itself shut. Okay. And this door, unlike a lot of doors, it actually covers the whole space of the opening behind it such that you can't see anything that's going on on the other side. So you pulled which lever? The first. All right. You pulled number one. Hmm. It's on. Mm. You wouldn't tell me anyway. I was going to say it's only going to reset after I pull all three of them. I won't tell you necessarily, but here's the deal. You'll be able to go in the other room and the effect of what you've done. You could turn it on and you can go in the next room and the light will still be on. Okay. I could let you spend you know an hour figuring that out or I could just tell you. I figured as much. Yeah. Should all I, right. Should I go in now? Try it. All right. I'm going to go walk in. Okay, you turned on switch number one, yes? Mm-hmm. Okay. Uh, you go in, and the middle fire globe has a flame consuming the space inside of it. So a magical fire is burning merrily inside of this, the crystal sphere. Uh, how are the globes spaced out? Just like... They're on three individual pillars, so... Just in a line? In a line, yeah. All right, I'm coming back in. <laughs> okay. All right. Right now, pull a different now, one. Now, here's the thing. Oh. When you go out, the door closes behind you, and you hear some noises of things happening. Hold on, wait. What just... You hear sort of clanking and shifting and... All right, I'm going to walk back in. Hold on, wait. Okay. I walk back in. You walk back in. 
There's no fire. Um, okay, cool. No, it's fine. <laughs> All right. All right, so that resets. So let me walk out again. Pull the first one and then pull the second one. Wait. No, I would I would say you want to pull the first one again just to make sure that it's the Ooh, same we're result test out. each time. Yeah. Let's test it first. Yeah. Okay. So, so pull do it, you just want the first? Yeah, we're just going to repeat the first one to make sure that the... You got to make sure you get the same result yeah. for each experiment. That all there right. are rules. Okay. Conclusive so I'm going to pull the first lever then. So you're all on this side. The door mm-hmm. is closed firmly. Yep. And you pull lever number one. Mm-hmm. Okay. I walk in. You walk in and you see that there is a light in the um, far right pillar, not the center. All right. This is going to be difficult. (laughs) Boy, am I glad I I said that. Ooh. That's going to make it real annoying. All right. I'm going to walk out again. Okay. You walk out. Do it again. Yeah. Do it one more time. So you walk out. The door closes. You hear the shifting and clanking and grinding and you hear stuff happening. What do you want? The first one? Yeah, let's do it again. One more time, and we're going to see what happens now. Maybe there's a meta pattern. Okay. You do it again, and so you pull lever number one. Yeah. I go in. You go in, and the fire is now in the far left position. Okay. Now we got to do that two more times. (laughs) We should... Wait, wait, wait. Now here's a question. Should we do it two more times... And then, and then the next get the one. second one to get into the middle position before we do the first one again. Does that make sense? Basically, you pull it. You pull the first one twice so that it goes through the middle and the third, but then don't pull it again, and then go to the second lever and see where that one is at. And then once you get to the far left one, then you stop so that if that if that's progressing in the same way, then you got one, two, and then you got to test out the third one and make sure that that's going to be number three, and then you just go hang them. Sounds I don't good really to me. understand the medallion thing, but we haven't even gotten there. <laughs> Is that the plan? So you want the first two now? Well, we got to reset the or first. Or do you want to test each one individually, individually and then five times first, and then start testing them together? <laughs> it's time consuming. That's going to be real time consuming. Yeah. Then Unless you'll you know, want to do something else. Because that's the other thing is you want to be able to know if the position is always going to be the same no matter what or if it's dependent on if you have other ones lit. Mm-hmm. So like if you pull the second lever, is it always going to start off in the middle or if you've got another one going, is it going to oh, start man. off on that's the left? That's just going to make it even more we gotta We got to know the variables. I'm making this way too complicated, aren't I? Is going to take eight hours. If this is the type of stuff I don't rigorous, excel at. Rigorous scientific method. Yeah, we got to use a scientific method for this because magic follows the scientific method. <laughs> yep. <laughs> there are always rules. You magic. can always write them down as an equation. Okay. Follows. So what are you doing? You turned it on. You heard the noise. You opened the door. Yes. Yes. You looked in. Yep. This is the first lever again, yeah? Or no? Did we do the first? Is it lever? just the first lever again? We got it in the middle, the third, and uh, and then the first position, and now we're going to see if it goes back to the middle. I guess, yeah. So you're on your fourth try. Yeah. You pulled lever number one. Yep. You open the door. Yep. The fire. Yep. Is in the far right position. <sighs> I knew it was in a pattern. I mean, I knew it was in a pattern. <laughs> 
here. Uh, could I have my six sider back? That was middle, right, left, right. Thank you. Do it okay. three more times. Maybe it's just a really long. No, <laughs> no, it's not. It's like Simon. Here, middle, one second. Right, left, middle. No wait, middle. No, right, he's left, rolling dice. Right. Now there's no way. <laughs> God is rolling dice. (laughs) All right, we're just going to... So... hmm. We can 50-50 it. Well, okay. Here's a a question. Can we... Let me think. Let me think. We can't fit rope through the door, right? And what do we have to do with the medallions? You got to... We have to put the medallions on the... They're pedestals. There are hooks above the pedestals that we hang the medallions from. What does that have to do with the flames and the globes? I'm guessing that... They are globes 1, 2, and 3, but they correspond to levers 1, 2, and 3, which go and activate the globes. He's right. But what does activating the globes do for the medallions? Nothing. The medallions are the key. So you have to identify which lever activated which... Mm -hmm fire club because one they keep on moving around i'm confused but that's okay you guys seem to get it i'm just the thief i think in character he might be confused what's your intelligence 13 so i'm above average intelligence okay but this isn't my area of expertise all right so we could just constantly pull the the, the levers (laughs) and just always hang them up in the same place hey bernard yeah or is there another way to figure that out where's your how about this Oh, he could get him. Unfortunately, as we've mentioned, these rooms are windowless. Yeah. Also, I don't know. But is he smart enough to follow or figure out how to do the the puzzles behind well, us? I don't think you need catch to, up. He doesn't need to be. You could talk to him. I could. You, I mean, yeah. I kind of feel like if he was in the room, same problem. You're right. Yeah. You have a you have this divine <laughs> feeling that that you're right. Yeah. An inkling. Uh, I'm going to let you guys in on a little secret. This tower is not a normal tower. Right. Yeah. <laughs> um, <laughs> it um, It's a little magical. Mm. And it knows when it knows from pseudo dragons. Yeah. So it follows the scientific method, though. Yeah. Apparently. It, well, it does, but it's just real complicated. Mm. How about this? How about I tell you this? Mm-hmm. This is a logic puzzle. I, there is a solution. I kind of get it, but I wouldn't know how to decipher the first two. How about this? I tell you one more thing. Oh. Oh, okay. Does Raven have an idea? Raven? Uh, What's your idea? Ken. Oh, oh. (laughs) Let's do it. I like it. Let's do whatever you say. All right. I want to um, turn on the first two lovers. Okay. All right, all right. You turn on the first two levers. So you're all in the same room. The door closes itself. You can't see any light through it. You turn on the first two levers. But I want to turn off the second lever. Can I do this? You can do that. Yes. All right. And then I want to grab the medallions hastily and go through the door. Okay. When you go through the door, which lever did you? First two. And then... So you turned on the first two. And turned off the second. You turned off the second. Okay. You go in. The fire is on all the way in the right. That one, I'm putting one on. Okay. 
I'm going to touch the middle one. Okay. How does it feel? Just like a crystal sphere. I'm putting three on that one. Okay. Um, and then I'm going to the far left one. Okay. I'm going to touch that one. Ooh, that's hot. That's oh, hot. I'm putting two on that one. <laughs> you got it. Thank you. Damn it. Thank you so much. That, and, that's awesome. Uh, I would have ne- been trapped there. I would have died of old dwarf age. You hear. Yes. It was so obvious, guys. <laughs> Thank you, Mario. That's why you're the wizard. <laughs> Wait. He's <laughs> the cleric. If you could brute force it into it, I guess I would have had to have given it to you. <laughs> brute force works. <laughs> okay. Awesome. So. You heard the and the light-colored door at the back of the room. Uh, would you believe that there's a, a set of stairs? Would you? Shall we, guys? We shall. All right. I'm not even going to begin to pretend to understand how you solved that, so <laughs> applause there. I'm just going right. to pat line on this head. Uh, you walk upstairs, right? And I think we said that the door to this place is about 15 feet tall. Yes. And you keep coming through 15-foot-tall doors. So these these rooms are about 20 feet tall. And you went then the pit, then the colors, then the fight, then this, right? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So uh, you've gone five levels, so about 100 feet. You keep walking up this staircase and walking up this staircase and walking up this staircase. It goes and goes and goes. And... Uh, will someone roll a, I'm going to take a guess roll? I'm going to take a guess roll. Oh, you take a bad guess. Anyone else want to? Right, you guess that, that this has been about one story tall. Yeah. But Larn <laughs> comes through and says, this is almost twice as far as we've gone already. Like, sure about that? Okay. We're right. You're, you probably I know heights yeah. and stones. Yeah. <laughs> I, I, yeah, that's true. You might You might very well have a good idea of... The, uh, the rate at which these uh, spiral staircases climb. Uh, another thing I'll point out is, I think I said this was 100 meters tall. Um, mm-hmm. That's a lot. It's a lot. It's tall. So you're going up and up and up and up and around and around and around and around. Actually, uh, Bernard, I'm going to need you to make a roll. Mm. This is a squeamish check. I think just because you have such a propensity toward nausea that maybe dizziness would be an issue too. So we're going to... Which is Constitution. Yeah, for sure. So I rolled an 11, which is a 10 total. And what's your... Yeah, negative one Constitution. I'm going to say that you you don't throw up, but when you get to the top, you're ready to be at the top. Yeah. Can you guess what's at the top of these stairs? Is it a door? (laughs) There is a door. Can you guess what that door looks like? Does Uh, it look exactly like... The door at the bottom. It looks like the door at the bottom, but it's lighter. It's like a lighter wood. But it's it's almost exactly the same. I'm guessing it looks exactly like the door at the bottom, and that if we walk through it without walking through backwards, <laughs> we're going to be all the way at the bottom. Oh, you hilarious. should do that. <laughs> <laughs> so you do get to the top, and there is a door, and that door is of the same or very similar construction to the door that you had entered when you first came in. And let me just ask you a question. You guys all good? It's, it is late 30. It mm-hmm. is. I mean, you guys woke up. I don't know if we established what time, but it was a long time ago. You tousled with an onkag. You released some tortured guards from their their uh, magical torture. You've you know figured your way through all of these rooms, and now I imagine you're getting tired. Yeah, can we 
sleep on these stairs? Is that possible? <laughs> How wide are the stairs? Yeah. Well, I mean, the, the stairway itself is about six feet wide. I feel like we should, if we, if we can sleep, we should probably sleep if we can sleep. Okay. Sounds good. Yeah, let's just do it. All right. Well, I'd just pitch like lay the down. tent on these stairs, start just a campfire, lay. make sure you tie the horses to the nearest tree. Nobody's got any stuff for that. Oh, well, it's fine. It's, we should be fine. That's fine. Yeah, you can you can make do there. I mean, I don't want to say anything, but there's a, there's a couple pretty flat rooms at the bottom of the stairs, but that's a long way down. I mean, whatever you want to do. No, I think we should just stay here. Well, I'm not going stairs. down there. Yeah. I guess just try not to fall. <laughs> what if the yeah? What if the torches reset or <laughs> yeah. the fire globes? All it's right. a long way down. Okay, and who knows what's in this thing? I'm too tired for that room. Fair enough. How long is a long rest? I forget. Um, eight hours. Yeah. So you're right. At least eight hours, and I think two of those hours can be spent doing stuff. So all right. Do you want to take the long rest though? The advantage being everyone's hit points go back to zero. Everyone's spells go back to. You know, all your spell slots back. So, okay. Well, then eight hours pass uneventfully, and uh, you get up. I don't know if you remember this, but uh, I think Bernard has a tent in his pocket. He rolled a 20 on rolling the tent up. Yep. <laughs> and uh, I think uh, we said that your uh, your magical patron <laughs> made you able to... Uh, Fold it in sort of an nth dimensional yeah. <laughs> space, so it it uh it's a huge tent uh that that fits in your pocket. Uh, I don't know. It would. I don't think it would fit on the stairs. <laughs> no, no. I, I and uh, it would be sort of a luge type experience. Yeah. I think if you pitched it there. I also don't think tents had floors. Generally speaking, no. Back then, so. no. It would just be a thing. Like it would just cover us from the elements in this, <laughs> this stairway. Yeah, yeah. Um, Magical stair rain. And as we've mentioned, this uh, tower is incredibly well built and in, in an incredible condition, such that it's not uh, a breezy, uncomfortable place to be anyway. Um. So yeah, I, I assume you maybe eat a little something and drink a little something and. Uh, Pack up your rolls. Here, wait. Everyone roll a d20. Okay. Okay. So the two of you have to go back down to the bottom of the stairs because Lauren rolled a one. And in the night, he didn't wake up, but he just rolled down all of the stairs. So you found him at the door at the bottom. I'm a heavy sleeper. (laughs) So you uh, you found him there and, and you uh, uh, escort him back up. I don't know if he's wearing his gym jams. I've got like Morden themed pajamas on. It's got images of like the dwarven gods, like smelting steel and doing blacksmithing. Very nice, but uh, and fighting orcs. Oh, as one does. So all of our hit points are back. All of our spell slots are back, and uh, we're right as rain. And uh, I assume, do we go back up to the top of the stairs now? Yeah. Yep. Yeah, okay. now that you've retrieved me from the bottom. <laughs> and there's the door at the top. I can't say what happens. I open it. You open it. Uh, a flood of lava comes through the door, burns uh, uh, your flesh off your bones. Oh, I've been Minecrafted. <laughs> uh, I walk away. <laughs> uh, uh, you throw a bucket of water on it. Yeah. <laughs> now we get to mine obsidian? Yeah. Uh, Lauren is now made of obsidian. 
Mm. Uh, I'm going to have to come back and get all my stuff from my corpse. Yes, yes. <laughs> uh, uh, but they pick up your little green glowing uh, experience tokens. Yep. Level uh, six. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Actually, none of that happens. But uh, oh, you time open- to make a diamond sword. Yes. You open the door, and this is, uh, I think, we discussed the size of these circular rooms that you run into. They tend to be about 50 feet because the stairway that runs around the tower leading up takes up six feet on any side. This is not an exception. This is another one of these stone-walled, floored, and ceilinged rooms. The big difference here is the ladder. You notice that in this room, there is a ladder going up to a trapdoor. You think it leads to the roof? Well, here's what you know. You know that there is a gallery and a um, cupola. Francis Ford cupola? Koopa Paratrupala. <laughs> like uh, that space station window. <laughs> That's it. Right from KSP, I know that. So there's a cupola with a gallery, like a, a little yurt at the top, as it were, yeah. with a walkway around it. So a parapet around that. And I don't want to do your guessing for you, but if I was guessing, that might be where this is leading. Well, that sounds good to me. Let's go. We're just going to go. All right. And so... I'm going to climb the ladder. All right. Nice. Climbing that ladder. And I'm going to try and open the trap door. Okay. Did I say where the ladder was in the room? Middle. No. I think it has to be at the edge. Yeah. Not right at the edge, but near the edge of the room. So when you go up the ladder, you climb up and there's the closed trap door, which I'm just... I'm going to guess maybe you open... Or do you get there and you're like, well, we tried, but there was a closed trap door. (laughs) Guess we got to go home, guys. Unfortunately, there's a uh, do not disturb (laughs) little door hanger on it. So what are you going to do? Right? No. So you... you, Time to go home. You open it and you uh, sort of scamper up. Have you ever climbed a ladder like that? Like into the the base of a treehouse? Yes. It's not the most graceful thing. No. (laughs) There's there's no way to do that and look great. So you guys do it, though, and you you climb out, and this is another one of those uh, uh, so-something's-happening moments. You know why you can tell? Mm. It's because something's happening. Mm. So you get up there, and uh, one at a time, you notice that uh, there is a large room, which is no surprise. Uh, at the top here. And it's actually very different in one way. It has glass windows looking out in all directions. It's a circular room, large circular room. A lot of what you see is cliff face because, as we said, we're close to the cliff wall. But Mm -hmm. you're right at sort of the tips of the trees. So you're sort of flirting with that height. And in the center of this room, there is an old man. This old man wearing tattered robes. He's emaciated, sort of a manic expression. He he looks a little worn out, a little wrung out, but he's performing an incantation. And what he's incanting is a portal. And the portal is standing on top of a table. The table's made of stone, stone top, stone legs. And the portal that he's incantation upon is within a, a whirling vortex of green, purple, and black light. The vortex and the man stand atop the square stone table platform. He's performing his incantation let me point out the walls aren't illuminated there aren't the torches that there have been in a lot of places but where there where there is wall as opposed to window 
there's a pale white light glowing from the walls. But other than that, we've got an old man standing on a table performing an incantation on a portal that's inside of a sphere of swirling energy, green, black, purple. Okay. So... He says, do you have a reservation? No, he doesn't say anything. He doesn't, <laughs> he doesn't make any sign of having uh, recognized really, that you entered. Sorry. Is he really engrossed in this portal making? He doesn't notice us? Completely. Yes. I want to. Uh, I just. I just nodded. Slap him on the back. And be like, "Hey, how's it going?" <laughs> Disrupt his spellcasting. <laughs> Accidentally knock him into the portal. <laughs> <laughs> Actually, wait a minute. Just push him both fours. Obviously, he's the bad guy. Maybe. I'm going to go with obviously. Okay. <laughs> I could stealth up behind him and just push him into the portal. Okay. I think you should. Yeah, I think you should start doing that. I'm not going to stop you because I'm well, kind of. First of all, you don't know what he's doing when he'd, no, you know, but, when he'd go to do that. Well, if he's stealthing up, I have a, I, I get the idea he's sure. going to do something. But Bernard's like, I don't want to say anything because what if he draws attention to us? No, you could speak right into my mind. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah. I forgot I'm a warlock. <laughs> warlock? Uh, what are you doing? I just figured I'd go say hi. Okay. Okay. All right. With my hands. <laughs> uh, gross. <laughs> <laughs> okay. He makes no sign of noticing you moving. There are two magical adepts in this room. And from what you can tell, he's he's doing some next level stuff here. He is, he's doing some serious magic. And that's got all of his attention right now. I'm going to stealth up behind him. Okay. You, you do need to roll. I, I can't you can roll, ha- yes. You can have advantage. Um, I mean, do you guys think that he's the bad guy too? Whoa. I mean, I kind of feel like we just had to fight our way through this place. Yes, um, he's the bad guy. He's okay. the one that had them going in and out this. of death. All right, we got a 14 and a 6. 14 plus... Five for my stealth is 19. Okay. So you're near him. I mean, he's standing on a, a large table and you're standing on the floor. I assume you're behind him mm-hmm. because the stealth manual, probably the first thing it says is don't sneak up from in front of people. Yes. <laughs> yes. Unless you're really good at it. I, I'm sure there are people who, who reach that level. Where... Oh, I'm planning on it. <laughs> Unfortunately, as you get there, the piglet starts squeal. No. He doesn't. Oh, God. <laughs> should have rolled I should do that. Lord Stabbington, too. All right. So you're you're right there behind him. I don't think that you could probably – like, you certainly couldn't push his back. Hmm. I mean, picture the table. It's about 10 feet on his side. Right. And he's standing on it, performing his enchantment. So you've got sort of – you could probably get some leg meat. He's not too far from the edge, but you're not terribly tall either. Would I be able to grab his ankles and just yank them so he falls flat on his face? We call that move the yankle. The yankle? Could I yankle him? <laughs> you could uh, You could attempt a yankle. All right. I don't know if I want to roll with my 20-sider because it's been doing pretty bad. And Mario's did really good just now. Okay. You, you can roll his. Or if you have permission. If I don't know if he wants you getting Might I use... all your bad luck all over his dice. Okay. Go for it. They're like the same size. I noticed that yours is slightly bigger. 
<laughs> All right, here it comes. Do, do I have advantage check. on this? Oh, you wait, have, like, I'm a, a backstabber. <laughs> yeah, I think you probably do get. Let me let me just make sure what I can do with. Previously, you've given yourself advantage on these attacks, well, and you also, also get an I get additional two d six. I get advantage automatically on any foes who haven't taken a turn, <laughs> and he okay. yeah. clearly yeah. hasn't taken a turn. Yeah. Unless his incantation is something that's preparing to destroy you, mm. in which case he's in the middle of his turn. Do I want to yankle him or do I want to sneak attack him? <laughs> I'm going to sneak attack yeah. him because it makes it the most sense. does way more damage. Yeah. All right, a 15 and a 5. So we're going to go with that 15 plus 5 is 20. Okay. And my sneak attack adds an additional 2d6. Now – Sneak attack with my short your hand. Sword. Short <laughs> okay, sword. you didn't say. Oh, sorry. All right. Um, so it's one d six plus three damage, and then also two d six extra for the sneak attack. So if somebody could loan me some d sixes, oh, I've got mine. This is a team effort. I've got one from each team member. Aww. Mm-hmm. Aww. Hopefully, this hamstrings him and he can't walk anymore. Mm. He's three, an old three, man. four. Well, I'm technically an old man, too. No, you're not a man at all. I'm an old dwarf. All right, so I did 10 points of damage. Oh, wait, plus three. So 13. Man, that's the best I've done. You add everything else you've done up. (laughs) That's better. You know, the sad thing is we haven't talked to this guy or introduced ourselves. or I just walked up and just cut the back of his legs. I was like, (laughs) I and and as I do that, I want to be like, how's it going? (laughs) Okay. What was the total? 13. 13. Okay. All right. Uh, You do land 13 points of damage. And the interesting thing is... I should have talked to him. um, uh, (laughs) It's never good. It turns around and and he's Bernard's father. I'm kidding. (laughs) He's a russet potato. You just attacked my daddy. Uh, It's never good when the DM says, the interesting thing is... Uh, now he does notice you. But the, interest, <laughs> the interesting thing is he doesn't react at all. He completes his incantation sort of moments after. And then he, he turns to face you. And when he stops, so does the vortex. And whereas it had sort of been swirling colored energy before, now if you were going to describe it, you'd say that it looks like a glass bubble that's maybe seven or eight feet in height with that portal inside of it and sphere isn't swirling but it's sort of pulsating with those same colors and you don't have to do a check the power coming off this thing is crazy um i'm dead bernard perhaps especially has some level of awareness this is closer to his wheelhouse magically speaking Mm -hmm. than uh it would be uh for raven bernard you know this is some next level stuff Mm mm-hmm Actually, next level for you is fourth. This yeah. is like next level cubed <laughs> stuff. Okay, what I thought. One second. There's no good end to this. He turns around, and I think... As you're thinking, I cast Mage Armor on myself again. Okay. It's my at will. I just do that. Should we... Um, Roll for initiative? <laughs> should we just agree that, unless you say otherwise, yeah, you have Mage Armor on? on. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay. I mean, that's fine with me. Okay. He um, pulls out a four-sider. <laughs> and he rolls it. It's really kind of weird. He rolls a natural four. We're all dead. And he... 
Thankfully, I've already figured out what my next character is going to be since I'm about to die. He pulls out a flask of alcohol and does an incantation that... Do you want to do a magic check? Arcana check? Yeah. Yeah, I do. Arcana I was going to do it. Oh, I'm sorry. Uh, 15. Totally. I was going to wait until after he was done casting it. Okay. And then because I want to I want to see what kind of magic he's casting or what's uh, going on. And he's on. got the perfect guinea pig standing there to be experimented on me. He actually cast a spell. And what was your result? 15. 15. Uh, and what's your modifier? Oh, no, I, I rolled 11, and I okay, plus 4, so I got a 15. Uh, that's, that's enough. That, uh, it's actually just a first-level spell, but he casts False Life. Hmm. You can sense, perhaps, that uh, he's dealt with this injury pretty handily. This is a uh, necromancy stuff. It is. Yes? Yes. That's kind of what I thought. So, yes, he's cast False Life, you recognize. From what you can tell, he's feeling pretty okay. And false and lifeless. He, tur- he turns to face you. I mean, before he does that, he's facing you. And I think he's just staring at you, measuring you up. Hey, how's it going? And it's pretty menacing. <laughs> you ask him that? Yeah. I'm not sure. I've ne- it never occurred to me that you'd just open up by trying to cut this guy's Achilles tendon. <laughs> well, he was uh, unfazed by a 13-point attack. He was. Uh <laughs> Maybe he's trying to befriend him now. He says, What are you doing here? Well, we're... <laughs> uh, we're actually here to deliver pig analysis surveys. That's right. <laughs> at at Vicemith, uh Stonefist, and Broodwing, we can give you pig analysis surveys? We also offer many, many different real estate options as well if you're looking you to sell your home. You must leave. Okay. All right. Where's the exit? Just point us in the direction and we'll go. Back the way you came. All right. Cool. See ya. I'm head back towards the door. All right. Mama didn't raise no fool. All right. <laughs> and that's the end of the episode, boys and girls. <laughs> I'm going to walk back towards the door and step through it. How did you find this place? Oh, wait, wait! Okay. I thought you wanted us. To, uh, I thought I thought you wanted us to leave. Talking doesn't preclude moving. Oh, okay. Uh, well, we were just walking through the forest, and there it was. We we weren't coming here, but it was in our way. So that's how I found it too. Well, oh, okay. Well, we'll we'll just leave you to it. We we found these guys outside, and they were like real weird. And no, you don't. <laughs> is that does that mean don't say that? I couldn't that? let them stop me in my work. Wait. Oh yeah, no, no, no. You you get back to your work. We're just gonna go. Oh, what's your work, by the way? <laughs> just wondering. Professional interest. I'm betting. I see you two are a warlock. Oh yeah. Oh, you're a warlock. Yes. Oh, that's really cool. Yeah, I am. Yeah. <laughs> oh, you guys can trade recipes Here's and spells. Here's my business card. Oh, thank you. I have one too. Here you go. I'm also a realtor. <laughs> Rather you're looking flimsy to sell. stock. You mustn't be very high level. Well, <laughs> no need to rub it in my face. <laughs> no gold edging or anything. I told him to go with the gold edging. He didn't okay. want to spend the money. I don't sell generally high end real estate. It's you know. Um. Uh. So we're, what How was much the of actual that question yeah. that we just asked? Probably a fair amount. Um, oh, he was asking what what he was working on. What has you here? Why are you in the forbidden woods? These are the forbidden. Wo- we thought we were going into the bidden woods. Uh, uh, the three, can you the, the three bidden woods? Yeah, can you point us in the direction of the other ones? We didn't want to come here. Dwarf, 
Dwarf? Yes, dwarf. You might take a more respectful tone when speaking to your elders. Okay. Do you have a scroll? Like an elder scroll? <laughs> there are no such things in Drake. Oh, those okay. are from another. Those are from another IP. Oh. <laughs> Let's see if we could download one though off the I'm internet. Saying elders scroll like elder apostrophe s scroll, so it's not. I don't. I'm pretty old, but okay. <laughs> no, it's fine. Uh, all my scrolls are elder scrolls. So wait, yeah, your work, what was that? What brings you to this oh, tower? You're asking us. Okay, so you're just going <laughs> to yes. directly, you're going to divert. Okay, well, we were <laughs> we were going through the Forbidden Woods, and to get to the mountain, because there's mooied in all over the place, and uh, the that town over there didn't yeah. like it. Yes. So e- we're going to do that. Eagle Watch has awoken to the threat of the mooied in. Oh, yeah, yeah. Of course they would wait till the last hour. Oh, they thought it was early. Is it not early? It's generations late. Oh, wow. That's weird. You asked what I was doing? Yeah. I am here for the same reason you are. Ooh. To stop the movie didn't threat. Oh, guys. Can I just say how sorry I am for how I greeted you earlier? We... we we totally thought you were up to no good. Let's start <laughs> over. <laughs> you like you might become more sorry. We'll see how this goes. Oh, <laughs> I feel like we could work together on that. I mean, do you have what's your reasons for destroying the movie? Then we can we, I tell you something? Yeah, the dungeon master likes to say, "Can I tell you something?" Yeah. And I'm his first opportunity to say that this episode. <laughs> I I should kill you out of hand and could. Oh yeah, and hey. may. But your arrival at this hour, it might be more than coincidence. My name is Amser Diel. Two two names. Amser. uh, Last name Diel. You see the card? Yeah, yeah. Amsterdam. Yeah, I got it. (laughs) Wait, what? Amser Diel. Amser Diel. Spelled A-M-S-I-R. D-M. D-I-A-L. Oh, man. Okay. You know what? I'm just going to... I'm just gonna leave it to you guys. I'm you just don't say his name. Zipping it up right now. Just <laughs> throw away the key. I'm not gonna talk anymore. Um, you, I'm gonna get killed if I yeah, don't shut up. For real. When I was a boy, I I lived in that town, Eagle Watch. I was an orphan and lived in the orphanage outside the walls of the city. Hmm. Yes. Eventually, I became the best boy, and moved in. To serve the the uh, clerics at the college. You oh, don't say. Then one night, fanged death came on wings from this very mountain and killed everyone who I had known and loved in one fell swoop. And I had the misfortune of having to listen to it happen from the city. Hmm. Yeah, that's terrible. Wait, when was that? It's some 60 years ago. Okay. Wait. Then how are you my elder? I'm older than you. It's relative. Oh, okay. All right. <laughs> uh, time is relative, which is something that I have learned since I was a boy. When I was a boy, after the attack, I couldn't stand being around the town. I would walk away for days by myself to escape the eyes of the townsfolk. Eventually... Perhaps driven by a death wish, I wandered through this forest, which 
which no man has entered for generations, and eventually found this place. Quick question. <laughs> yeah. That's good. Really? You don't want to break up Expo. No, I just, I'm enjoying it, but <laughs> did you also have to deal with the weird, wonky rooms? Is it the tower doing that, or was that you? When I was, no, when I was a boy, I could never get past the first room. Oh. But when I returned, the rooms posed no serious problem. I mean, you've been through those. Yeah. It took me about 20 minutes. Oh, man. Yeah, that's pretty boom, good. Boom, boom, Yeah. Here's the deal. I don't know. Do we want me to keep talking in that voice and tell you all the things that he tells you? Or do you want me to explain them in broad strokes? You can just... If you're... Not, explain if that explain them in broad hurting, strokes. Then, yeah, okay, just, so here's the deal. He was the best boy at the orphanage. Like Bach Jen. Like Bach Jen. And because of that, he lived in town and wasn't there during the the last attack. But everyone who he loved and who had cared for him since his parents' death was horribly killed and eaten that night. And as we said, they could hear the screams from the town. Every brick that they laid for the, the new uh, orphanage, uh, every time he saw the stones of the old orphanage, it was, you know, just killed him. So he would take these, these long walks, and like I said, just to get away from people. But walking in this forest has always been dangerous. Actually, as he's speaking, a cat peeks its head out from the sleeve of his robe. It even says so right here. Uh, he He's a cat lover, which is probably the only reason he survived his walks through the woods, because he had a cat, which uh, <laughs> fended off the Ankeg attacks. Hide your mouse! What? Oh, yeah. <laughs> Hide your mouse. <laughs> uh, eventually, the, the clerics couldn't contain him. He couldn't stay. No one knew how to talk to him. Anymore. Like, how do you talk to someone who's in that situation? So they uh, eventually let him go on his way, and... Um, he eventually met a spellcaster who could fracture time in some small ways to achieve some small ends, uh, and he learned all he could from her. Then he moved on in search of more such knowledge. Uh, he found bits and pieces of time magic wherever he could and did whatever he had to to gain them. So he really felt like the gods were guiding him when he, just a couple years ago, ran into a bard, uh, an elven bard, who sang a song of the just power found in Eagle Watch and the towering magic that lay in the shadow of the mountain. He recognized the town name, of course, and the mountain and the tower that perhaps he alone knew of in the world anymore. Uh, he made his way back here, and when he began working on this project, he wasn't disappointed at the results he was having. In fact, without the power that he found uh, here, his patchwork of uh, chronomantic knowledge would certainly uh, have not been sufficient to produce any uh, meaningful result. But he's had incredible results. And his goal, my goal, is to save everyone that I lost. This portal leads back. I'm going to stop the attack from 60 years ago. And perhaps that's why you're here, to help. I like this idea. That's a really good idea. I am on board. You first. <laughs> I've always wanted to mess around with the fabric of space and time. <laughs> well, we're not playing with children's toys, dwarf. This is an well, incredibly yeah. powerful magic that I don't... Warlock, you understand. Uh, I'm sorry, Bernard. He looks at your card. Yeah. Bernard. Yeah, yeah thanks. <laughs> sorry, not great with names. Oh, don't. No, uh, his voice... 
um, you'd guess that he doesn't do a lot of talking outside mm. of incantations. Mm-hmm. He doesn't, he's not a chatty fella. Yeah. You have your pact. Yeah, I assume Are, they all, they, like, they must know this. Like, they get together at Warlock know. conferences and talk about, like, oh, who'd you join up with? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, I got a great old one for me. Who are you guys? Who are you with? <laughs> uh, well, that's, that's interesting. One second. Oh, so he knows who his. Is so that? it's D Doe. D Doe. Wait, didn't we already fire. know Dido? Dido, we know. Digo is another. And Digo uh, has to do with time. Hmm. He says, the magic that this, once again, if we were talking about my level of skill and we were sort of putting it on a, you know, like if we called them levels and sort of one to 20. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, it's really a continuum, honestly. <laughs> oh, yeah. But, it's but, totally, totally. You know, I get the, I get the need to construct oh. artificial numbers to sort they it's just easier that I'm, way I'm, you just need it i'm in the the uh upper teens oh i'm okay. getting there yeah this is beyond me it is on like a scale of one to 20 right i am the the lens but i am not you're not the beam that I'm, goes through the lens the, yes yeah yeah oh yeah see i, I can grasp well, this stuff yeah i'm the same way i'm not I'm dumb not. <laughs> <laughs> well that's that's on a continuum too. Yeah, <laughs> but if we had, fair. if we had like a we again we're using numbers one to twenty, but just because yeah. I feel like he's probably somewhere around like he's in the teens, just okay. barely though. This is ironic, don't you think? But there isn't time to waste. <laughs> all right, so we're all just jumping through. Should we should we go first, or because then you can close it? Uh, do you go first, or? I'll, I just go, do it? I'll go first. Okay. He puts a hand up and touches the sphere, which just melts away like a bubble popping. Mm-hmm. Silently, it just vanishes. A sparkling trail as it disappears at the touch of his hand. And he stands at the portal and says, uh, Oh, boy. <laughs> no, he says, he says, this is my life's work. Hopefully, if, if we're successful in this, we can save everyone that I've loved and... Maybe even myself? Yeah, I kind of figured. He steps through and, you know, swirling, blinding flash of, of these colored lights, and, and he's gone. Is the portal still there? I'm walking right through. There. I'm walking right I'm, through. I'm, I'm, I'm going to go through, too. I'm going boom. first. Boom. All right, let's Boom, boom. <laughs> I'm sorry. I, I got my booms in the wrong order, folks. <laughs> boom, Bernard. Boom, Larn. Let's do it. Boom, Raven. I like Raven's alone at the end there. <laughs> and just um, sighs to himself. Like, really? Have you ever had that experience where someone made you swallow a whole container of Vicks Vapor Rub, doused you in kerosene, lit you on fire, then put you in a blender that was going through a black hole? That happens all the time. <laughs> You're having a similar experience. This is not exactly what you'd... Uh, call pleasant you're being ripped through the fabric of space 60 years i would like to i did not foresee time travel in this adventure by the way (laughs) okay i would Uh, like to roll for throw up (laughs) i'm just gonna roll oh yeah the constitution i have that is a seven uh you know what that was gonna be pretty high actually maybe you should all roll for a puke check puke check yeah, everybody throws up. Three, I got a 17. No, you hold out. Ooh. But I do this every Sunday. Raven, what are you? <laughs> uh, you got a six. Nope. You guys both boot. I don't know. Like, 
what happened? I, you know what? I'm going to say that the vomit is ejected from the time stream. <laughs> And and it's just probably it just, falls through <laughs> into the tower at different times as you're being uh, pulled across. Oh no! So, so if we like visit the tower in five years, they'll be fresh. Then puke. like you go up to the top, it'll just be like slow, like a drip of vomit slowly from nothing. I was wondering what that dust was. Oh no! Uh, so somebody put sawdust down. <laughs> Like preemptively, just a pile of sawdust. Totally, You'll we should do that first. Write that down guys. on your arm. Yeah, I'm doing. I'm, hold on, let me write down sawdust in. Yeah, I mean, we got to do that just to be nice. Weirdly, you're sort of you have this feeling of falling and spinning and tearing and rending and pulling, but when you come out the other side, it's just stepping out of a portal, like. Zero distances. You you're just walking through this portal to the other side, and the portal's still there. Um, can I just interject something sure. out of character? I think you need to go back at some point when you're describing that room uh-huh. and describe a puddle of really old desiccated vomit. Maybe two uh, puddles. Well, the problem <laughs> is it would be on the table right under. Right. Exactly. You, so when no, you're no, describing a- him. Add in sawdust because I'm about to put down a pot. Like there's an indiscriminate ha- pile of sawdust that's like okay. kind of gross, and there's just a gross smell. Okay. Just add that because right. I'm about to lay down a bunch of sawdust. Okay. <laughs> um, now I think that would be a nice or, little Easter or, egg. Or at, this is still out of this is out of the continuum. Okay. We could place the table there as a way to be like. <laughs> Nice. Like the table is there, there to the cover past. up the gross vomit. Because it's only like two people's vomit. <laughs> All right. Well, we don't know what Amser did. He could have He could have roughed too. Yeah. Uh, so you get out and you're all three there. And he puts his hand on the portal. And it not only deactivates, but just falls apart. And I think that's where the episode ends. Yeah. Uh, by the way, you going to figure out a way to get back? Maybe. That's where and when we'll leave these goofballs for now. Please subscribe, rate, and review us on your podcatcher of choice. Sorry for the delay in getting this episode out, but thanks for listening. And stay tuned. Episode 8 will come out in two weeks. In the meantime, here's a sneak peek at what's coming up next. All right, so each try on one of the identical gold rings. How do you feel? I feel great. This feels kind of This thing is kind of ugly. Brought to you by Rattlebox Games. I'm Brendan Riley, the host of Install from Heap, a bi-weekly Netrunner podcast from Rattlebox Games about jank, deck building, and cyberpunk nonsense. If you know what that is, you'll love it, and if you don't, come on over and give it a try. <laughs>